back, everyone. This is Sam. And this is Corrine, and we are two OncDocs. This week's episode will be focusing on mantle cell lymphoma, and we'll go over the important details on the presentation, diagnosis, and treatment. Great. So I think lymphomas are heavily tested on both the oncology, medical oncology boards, as well as the hematology boards. So this is definitely one of those high-yield topics. And so to start us off, what is mantle cell lymphoma? So mantle cell lymphoma is a mature B-cell non-Hodgkin's lymphoma with a variable natural history. And there are different types of mantle cell lymphoma that can involve lymph nodes or extranodal sites, including the blood, bone marrow, or GI tract. And it's distinguished by nuclear expression of cyclin D1 and translocation 1114. And this is kind of a kooky way to remember 1114, but I think of like a fireplace mantle with... um, the four being the fire and the ones being the fireplace. Um, you know, you got to do what you got to do to remember these things. Oh my gosh, I can picture this right now. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> I I, re- I actually remembered the 1114 because there's a lot of L's in mantle cell lymphoma. Uh-huh. There's kind of like four L's right there. And so one, 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 it looks like a lot of L's in a row. So yeah, I, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah. Um, so definitely remember that cyclin D1 expression and of course that translocation 1114. What is the usual presentation of mantle cell lymphoma? So most patients have lymphadenopathy and splenomegaly, and some will have those constitutional B symptoms and or GI or other extranodal symptoms. And there are two major subtypes. There's classic mantle cell and non-nodal mantle cell, which do present differently. And most patients will have advanced stage disease at diagnosis, and it's more common in men than in women. Great. And so when suspected, how is this worked up? So similar to other lymphomas, the PET is preferred over other forms of imaging. If an anthracycline-based chemo regimen is planned, you'll do an echo. If there is blastic variant, you'll do an LP. And then you'll do labs, including tumor lysis labs, like uric acid and other electrolytes. Hepatitis B prior to rituximab, which is part of most of the mantle cell regimens, and then a beta-2 microglobulin as well. Great. And then, of course, you guys know FNA is not what we do. We need to get an excisional biopsy um, because we do need that lymph node's architecture to be able to make the diagnosis of any lymphoma. And so what are the key pathologic features? So the flow will show CD20 positive, CD19 positive, CD5 positive, CD23 negative, and cyclin D1 positive. It's usually composed of small to intermediate-sized lymphoid cells, and nearly all cases, as I we've mentioned a few times now, have that T1114 translocation, which fuses CCND1, which includes cyclin D1, and the immu- immunoglobulin heavy chain gene, resulting in overexpression of cyclin D1. You may remember from our CLL episode that this has similar CD markers. CLL is CD5 positive, but is CD23 positive, whereas mantle cell is CD5 positive, but CD23 negative. Exactly. They will try to trick you with those on test day. Also in the heme ITEs, I feel like they try to trick you with those as well. So you mentioned that there are different types of mantle cell lymphoma. Can you go over those classifications? Yes. So classical mantle cell is that cyclin D1 positive with a T1114. And this includes cases with high-risk features or adverse prognostic features like blastoid or pleomorphic morphology, a high KI67 index, P53 expression, and their SOX11 positive usually. And then the non-nodal mantle cell are usually more favorable 
prognostic groups, and they can be asymptomatic at presentation with little to no lymphadenopathy. One key feature is that negative SOX11 expression, low KI67, and it often does lack CD5 expression. Great. And so I know we've talked about staging for lymphomas in the past, and so we know there's limited and advanced stage. So how is limited stage mantle cell lymphoma treated? So although most cases of mantle cell present more advanced, limited stage when it's found, you can consider involved state radiation for limited stage non-bulky disease. Great. And what are the main treatment types for advanced mantle cell lymphoma or those that can't get the radiation in, in the involved site? So it really depends on the fitness and age. So you must consider patients that may have inferior outcomes like TP53, and those should definitely be considered for clinical trials because there is not one standard therapy. Other features associated with inferior outcomes that I just mentioned are blastoid features and high KI67. So if the patients are younger and fitter, you are going to want to go for that more aggressive regimen, which are generally going to be cytarabine-based chemoimmunotherapies followed by an autologous stem cell transplant and rituximab maintenance. And I don't think they're going to give you multiple options of what these regimens are, but just know what the regimens are. So as I mentioned, they they include cytarabine. So the options are based on the LIMA trial, you have RCHOP or RDHAP, with DHAP being rituximab, dexamethasone, cytarabine, and a platinum. And that platinum can be carboplatin, cisplatin, or oxaliplatin. We also have the Nordic trial as an option, which is our MaxiChop, um, followed by high-dose cytarabine. So basically, dose-intensified RCHOP alternating with high-dose cytarabine. And then there was a triangle study, which is also another preferred regimen, which is alternated RCHOP with that same RDHAP, which is rituximab, dexcytarabine, and platinum, as well as ibrutinib. So you're adding that tyrosine kinase inhibitor in that triangle regimen. And as I mentioned, any of these intensive chemos are generally followed by autologous stem cell transplant consolidation, followed by three years of maintenance rituximab post-transplant. And we do know that upfront autologous stem cell transplant leads to very long-term remissions. And then for older or less fit patients, you can consider less intensive regimens like bendamustine rituximab or standard RCHOP or lenalidomide rituximab, and then that is followed by maintenance rituximab. There are some cases of mantle cell that are indolent and those can just be watched and undetectable minimal residual disease or MRD following these in, these chemoimmunotherapy regimens does predict superior survival outcomes. Terrific. I think it's important to commit all of those regimens to memory, especially thinking about if you have a younger fit patient on your vignettes versus the older, less fit patients. And of course, always remember if indolent watch, the boards loves to test on when to watch and wait. Um, So that is something we should always be cognizant of walking into test day. And so what about relapsed or refractory mantle cell lymphoma? How do we treat these? So these are stratified according to if they received prior brutin tyrosine kinase inhibitor, like a brutinib or acalabrutinib or xanabrutinib. And if they haven't previously received it, like I mentioned, it was part of that triangle chemo regimen, um, you consider one of those agents. The response rates for these agents are usually in the 50 to 55% range with a progression-free survival anywhere from four to six months. If they've had the tyrosine kinase inhibitor more than a year ago, you'll repeat it. If it's been less than a year since they've relapsed, you can try lenalidomide. Other options that have come out um, and the relapse or refractory setting 
our CAR-T therapy based on the ZUMA2 trial, and we did talk about that in our CAR-T episode, and the one that's approved based on ZUMA2 is Brexucaptagene autolusal. This was approved in July 2020, and then other options also include venetoclax. Other options include pertobrutinib, which is a small molecule non-covalent BTK inhibitor. And then in some patients, allogeneic stem cell transplant is considered. Great. So this was an awesome, concise episode on mantle cell lymphoma. And so what are our key takeaways? So this is a rare B-cell lymphoma, so probably not going to get that many questions on this. But do remember that cyclin D1 expression and that translocation T1114. And you feel free to use the way that Sam and I remember these. Uh, Remember the CD markers that are seen, which are CD5 positive and CD23 negative. And then remember that for younger, fitter patients, you're going to do those aggressive cytarabine-based chemoimmunotherapy. There is not one over the other, um, but based on the institution, you know, some may be used more than others, followed by autologous stem cell transplant and rituximab maintenance. And then for for older, less fit patients, bendamustine rituximab or RCHOP or lenalidomide rituximab followed by rituximab maintenance. Awesome. And never forget CAR-T. So when in doubt if someone's relapsed refractory, um, if CAR-T is an option, that sounds like a good thing to click on test day. So as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Good luck with your studying for boards. Please feel free to reach out to us with corrections or comments on our Instagram or our Twitter to OncDocs. Have a great week.